see the way they hate And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names I can feel the sun Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024, and this is episode 618 of the Lots Project podcast, uh, where today's title is The Verdict Is In, and I'll be chatting about turning the water back on, some thoughts about money from the Daily Stoic, and a huge, a huge audience that I, uh, I re- remembered. I, I was actually scrolling and saw it on a Facebook post and dove a little bit more into it and talk about a little bit about that and a whole bunch more. Uh, let's check in with the coffee crew, see who's hanging out this morning, grab a cup and hang out for an hour or so. And we'll get right to the topics coming up. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Pickle Pete in the house super early. Uh, He says he's on John Willis time now. And he understands now why you can get shit done. Yeah, dude. 4 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Before the world starts to turn is when you get shit done for sure. Gingerbread Farms in first this morning, and it looks like he got rid of his leaf. He picked up a a Ford F-150 Lightning, and when I read that, I was like, hmm. So I dove into that this morning, was looking at one of those before the show. That's interesting. It's interesting. Pip in. Pip in early again, and um, I think he might have had a combination of salad and diesel exhaust fumes, but he's talking about he thinks instead of Taco Tuesday, we need to have Wednesdays are like sandwiches and burger day uh, because the meat is in the middle of the week and the Monday and the Friday are the buns and the Tuesday and the Thursday are like lettuce, bacon, cheese, um, and condiments. Pip, be careful. Be careful running that diesel uh, diesel forklift inside. Who else we got hanging in? MSU Rifle, good morning, good morning. Jim Hank swinging in. Um, Jim was wondering if the humble mechanic is still around from TSP. I don't know. Uh, ben Ben Dark on TSP for a while, so I can't tell you about Charles uh, if he is still around. I believe it was Charles. Gingerbread wondering if Clyde is normal for light roast to taste watered down. Well, it depends on what you're used to drinking and how you make it. Uh, good morning, Rewilder Life. Rachel, thank you for the giggle this morning when I got up this morning in the Telegram group. I read your message and my my mind literally split and went in two directions. And um, yeah, I let you know why. Uh, <laughs> Cormac, good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon, I guess. Uh, let's see who else. Jim, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, K-Bonk. Stop it in. Jim says, I'm carnivore skipping the bread. We were just talking metaphors for the week, man. You can you can be a carnivore and still think about um, think about bread. I mean, just because you're a carnivore doesn't mean you can't lick a piece of bread, right? Or do you get do you get uh, do you get the carbs from just licking it? What's in the cup? Today we have uh, today we have some breakfast blend. Ah, it's good. It's good. I finished up that GSD yesterday, and then I also had a uh, a Bob a Bob French press and and really cleaned up the cupboard yesterday. I I was right at when I had the last of the GSD. I poured it in my little container that I've been saving up my uh, my bottom of the bags. Uh, <laughs> 
and uh, I, I weighed it yesterday and it was at 51 grams. I was like, close enough, close enough. We're going to make that. And I got the, the everything set up and it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was all over the place. I, I don't even recall what was in it. I could probably I could probably work it out if I sat and drank it long enough, but I don't I don't think I can handle that much caffeine to sit and try to figure out what was in it. But moved on to the breakfast blend today, and like I mentioned yesterday, I think coming up this week I will try a little um, experiment with some post some post blends with uh, adding in some FTO blonde espresso with my breakfast blend and uh, and see how that goes. See how that goes. Um. Rachel says you die licking bread if you're me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are there are the people that are extremely um, gluten. No, no, no. Um, it's, it's, yeah. Don't lick any bread, Rachel. Don't lick any bread. Jim, Jim can lick bread. You... <laughs> uh, yeah. So breakfast blend this morning. I'm, I'm excited. It's uh, it, it just tastes fantastic. Everything tastes fantastic. And guys, I uh, I want you to do me a favor. Uh, speaking of coffee, speaking of Pickle Pete there, also known as Scramblin', uh, Brian Norton from Food Force Farms. He uh, he is the coffee roaster that I get all this fantastic coffee from. And now he's getting up at four in the morning and joining the, joining the live chat from way out on the left coast. But uh, we were talking yesterday, uh, yesterday or the day before, I... Um, <laughs> i uh i was looking i was talking to somebody actually i was talking to somebody and advising them that it would be a good idea to try brian's coffee i was giving them the 10 percent discount code lots 10 it's a one per one time purchase discount code 10 percent off his already awesome prices uh free shipping like yeah i mean when you look at it in comparison to um uh bean for bean cost brian just blows it out of the water and then add 10 percent discount with lots 10 but i went to the site and or they went to the site and they were like hey uh is this one year is they knew that i had i had worked on um i had worked on making blends with brian through uh through c4 club and and so they were they were asking which ones were mine. And so I went to the site and I went to navigate to find my coffee. And I was like, you know, I know where to find it. Like I've dug into the site and I, I was realizing it's kind of buried. So I told Brian, I said, hey, man, make make buying coffee easier. <laughs> make buying coffee easier. So uh, we worked on a site yesterday a little bit, or he worked on it. I, I just threw out ideas towards him. But uh, man, if you guys would go to foodforestfarms.com now, if you have been in the in the past, if you have been in the past, I especially would love to see uh, see what you think as far as how he did uh, retrofitting that and making it easy to buy coffee. But if you go to foodforestfarms.com, sorry about the earthquake. Norman's a little itchy this morning. Uh, if you go to foodforestfarms.com and check out to see how easy it is to get to coffee purchasing now, I think he did a phenomenal job. Uh, we got, we're doing a little more tweaks to the site and, uh, yeah, if you know anybody that needs the coffee, send them there now, now it's easy. Now it's easy. I think, I think he did a fantastic job. So bravo, Brian. Thanks for, uh, thanks for working on that. Uh, after I, uh, after I brought it up and not just, uh, saying screw you, dude. <laughs> Um, link foodforestfarms.com https 
getting it in there for you, Jim. I know it's hard for uh, your fingers to type at that age. The internets and things. Foodforestfarms.com. Foodforestfarms.com in the in the video uh, comments at this point. <coughs> Lots 10 gets you 10% off. Yeah, ask me. Ask me about C4 too. Um, anyway, let's get going on the show. Jim says that didn't take long. Well, I mean, I grew up typing on a computer, not on, uh, I, not. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh... Wait. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's going on in the chat. Let's, let's get on to it. Let's get on to it. Uh, anyway, want to stick, uh, hit that. Um, cause you love us, Jim, you come here because you love us. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I wanted to talk about first thing off is the uh, daily, the daily stoic. I, I am back into it again. I, I, like I was talking about Monday, I got away from it over the the weekend just because we were trying to stay warm in the the final bit of that cold, cold snap and it just didn't it didn't sit into the the daily routine which was which was um not not good not good I mean it's because the it's because my daily routine is different on the weekends as the as the weekdays like oh like everybody like everybody so um Black Sheep Squadron. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so I, uh, the weekend, the weekend routines are different, um, like most people. And so usually I get to my, uh, the, the, the daily meditation there after I get the show done, after I upload the show, after I do a short for YouTube. And then I, I kind of finish off my coffee or have a glass of water and just sit down and take some, you know, 10 minutes to, to dive in and read it, digest it. And then I hit it, hit it, um, hit it later in the day. Also, again, follow up and reinforce it. Well, on the weekends, I go out and I have my coffee with Corey. We, we walk the dogs at a different time uh, and we get going with different things. This weekend we were we were very concerned with staying warm, basically, uh, and so I missed it. And so I followed up on on Sunday. I haven't missed a day. Like I've read them all. I just didn't read them on the day it happened. But back into it in the week, and I'm trying to figure out maybe um, maybe taking taking a look at that passage while my coffee brews. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I got to figure out how to keep consistent on the weekends. Anyway, yesterday yesterday. Um, Yesterday was about money. Yesterday was about money. Uh, if you are a uh, are an idiocracy fan, you know Frito likes money. He likes money. But um, this was about. It was from Seneca. It was a it was a a letter from Seneca, and he talked about how money isn't everything. Basically, money doesn't equal happiness. That the richest and the poorest can be happy or miserable and the money makes no difference and you know we always get told that you know the the love of money is the root of all evil not money is the root of all evil the love of money uh and 
you know, at some points, at some points in your life, when you're trying to achieve that, um, that American dream, that, uh, that pie in the sky, that is kind of like the carrot that's dangled out there. And when you're a kid, you can be rich and famous. You can be blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> Hunter says it bloody well helps now, doesn't it? Well, and that's the caveat at the end. That's the caveat at the end. But as I've gotten older and I've had jobs, I see the carrot. I see the carrot that uh, that employers use. Oh, we'll get you a raise. We'll get you a raise. <laughs> Lust of fiat is so flawed. I love Bitcoin. <laughs> I love Bitcoin. Um, but, you know... As I was at these jobs, I was always getting the, oh, well, if you hang out, if you stick around, you'll get a promotion. If you do this, we'll give you more money. If you do that, we'll give you more money. And it's really never motivated me. And I didn't ever know why. I, I was always just like, eh, mm, mm, it is what it is. Uh, back in my early 20s and mid to late 20s when I was bartending, it definitely motivated me. But like Hunter says, it helps. I think in those situations, I was trying to make as much money as I could so I could pay my bills. Um, so I could so I could uh, not get kicked out of my apartment. And I think you um, I think where it becomes to a balance is if you can take care of your obligations. If you can take care of your obligations. And you're not causing yourself stress. I think stress from money, stress from not having it is what um, is what the problem really is. But as a poor person, if you can be happy, if you can be happy, if you can truly be happy and you have enough to get by or you don't give a fuck and you're just OK where you're at and your station in life and not worrying about uh, repossessions or anything like that, which is perfectly fine, too. I, I don't fault anybody for being in that position. But if you can become happy in that state as you acquire money, as you acquire, it doesn't matter. You're happy. You're acquiring. You can do a lot more things. You have a lot more leverage. I'm not saying there aren't benefits to making more money or not. But making more money is never going to solve your problems. Never going to solve your problems. Gingerbread Farm says most rich people are miserable and K-Bunk fucking perfect. <laughs> is that your problem? <laughs> oh. Rewilder's life says, I know two very wealthy people. Very wealthy, happy people out of all the folks I know. I'm curious, Rachel, were they always wealthy? Were they always wealthy? Did they become happy prior to or post being wealthy? Jim says, who's truly happy with everything in their life? Um, I don't know. That's my goal. I don't know. We had this conversation in a Telegram group at one point. I don't know if being content and being happy 
or being complacent and being happy. I don't know. I don't know. K-Bong says ethical, ethical, ethnic, ethnical, ethnical money is my rub now. What is ethnical money? <laughs> Rewilder Life says one went from rags to riches. The other went from middle class to billionaire. They were happy, humble folks before. Bingo. Bingo. I think it doesn't matter the bank account. I think if you... I think if you understand... If you're happy and you understand what makes you happy before money is part of the equation, money just amplifies that. And if it's all gone, you're still okay. I don't know. Good morning, Chris Dixon. How are you doing? He says, I'm in the purest, I'm in the pursuit of contentment portion of my life. Excuse me. In, excuse me. I mean, that's a good place to be. That's a good place to be. Um, but if you, if you reach contentment, do you ever plan on reaching contentment, Chris? That's the question. Here's the question for you. Are you ever planning on reaching contentment? And at the point that you reach contentment, what does that do for your day-to-day life? What is the purpose? Like right now, the pursuit of contentment is your goal. Once you reach contentment, do you just stop everything because you're there? Do you need to maintain? If you if you really become content with life, is that something you need to maintain and work at daily? I don't know. I don't know. Uh Pip says, what did John Lennon Lennon say? They asked me as a kid, what did I want to be? I said, happy. Seems they didn't understand the question. Yeah, for sure. Um, Pickle Pete says, be water, incompressible. Take the shape of your container and seek your own level. Ah, I like it. I like it. Rewilder says, I'm quite honestly quite happy and I'm and." And, and I'm wanting in, uh, more and to change things. Of course, I have goals. <laughs> oh, God. Now we're swinging. Hunter says, money equals choices about it. Very true. Unless there's more than you need to make choices about. <laughs> good morning, Canadian Farmstead. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Pickle Pete says, playing a good makes me satisfied. Boredom makes me unhappy. Perfect. Perfect. So, I mean, be happy, guys. Like, work, really understand what, like, if you sit down and you're like, well, the only thing making me miserable is I can't pay my rent. I mean, you can fix that. You can fix that. I mean, really, you can. You might not like what you have to do to fix it. You might not want to do what you have to do. You might have to make some shitty choices. But you can fix that problem. But I really, really doubt that if you're saying to me that the reason you're unhappy is you can't pay your rent, that's the only reason you're unhappy. <laughs> Jim says, who's not happy starting their day with elder abuse? I mean, we could put you in a home, old man, and they could beat you up or something or not change your diaper when you wake up. <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> Rachel, <laughs> Rachel's comment, then we'll move on. Uh, Rachel says, I can't imagine having more than I need to make choices about, but I'd be happy to try. <laughs> I mean, if anybody wants to throw a mill this way or so, I'd be happy to figure out what to use it for. <laughs> I mean, it would be a struggle. It would definitely be a struggle, guys, but I, I would do it for you. <laughs> all right let's move on let's move on so that's it i mean money when that popped up yesterday that was uh i thought about it quite a bit <laughs> rewilder's life says i'm up for adoption <laughs> i mean i'm all right being a stepkid <laughs> oh no um anyway anyway let's get on to it yesterday what uh the verdict is in so ah uh, yesterday 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 i yesterday was tuesday it was supposed to start raining pretty significantly yesterday um as uh, i uh as I was guessing, the the forecast for the rain has has been decreasing significantly. Not in the whole region. Uh, I feel like the the brunt of the storm and the majority of the water is going south of us, which is always good because the water is going to go south. It's not going to come past us if it went north. But um, yesterday it was supposed to start raining. It did on and off. It uh, it had we had showers, but it wasn't like a downpour all day. And so it was my job and my task yesterday was to get the water back on in the camper. So before the freeze, basically all I did was um, I drained the tanks. So we have a freshwater tank and um, a combined gray and black water tank. We don't use black water so or sewage, so we uh, we combine our gray. So we um, I drained all of that. So basically on the bottom of the camper, I have a low point drain coming out of the bottom of the main freshwater tank. And then I have low point drains for the, the pressurized um, water delivery system. So like your pipes in your house. Basically, right as it was freezing, I crawled my ass under the camper, which is um, the way it's parked. It's not very comfortable at this point. We're parked on a hill. And everything I had to access was to the front of the of the camper. So as like a lever, if you're looking at the screen, um, the hill is like this and we're pulling up. And so the trailer sits like this. And well, it'd be probably be more like this. <laughs> so uh, to, for me to get to the front, uh, to give you a, a size dimension, if I go in on my belly and I belly crawl under the camper, I can't roll over because my width of my shoulders, if I, I mean, even with them scrunched in, um, is less than the height from the ground to the bottom of the trailer. So I can't roll over on my back if I'm laying down there. So it sucks. <laughs> and I'm not, uh, I'm not the smallest guy. I, um, I get a little claustrophobic. I get a little bit like I'm not going to be able to get out of here. And with the bottom enclosed and skirting and less light down there, it, it gets even worse. So not my ideal situation. Like if you wanted to pay me to go under a trailer like that, it would be uh, a, a bonus. Brian doesn't want to do it charge to get me to do it. 
but this is mine and I have to do it. Um, that's just part of it. So uh, I him and Hod um, through through the last few weeks, through some rain before our snow snap, through the snow snap, through some some other things. Uh, my rain pants got ruined. They ripped. Um, at one point, I found that my um, Carhartt bib overalls that I, I kept from Minnesota, they had um, they had gotten uh, mold on them. They had sat in some some place where they got wet, and they stayed wet in the um, the plastic. I was storing them in a plastic bag, and the moisture got in there, and it, it started to um, <laughs> it started to uh to get mold and basically they were super old and and fuel stained and all sorts of stuff so i tossed them about a month before it got super cold <laughs> it was like i'm like really i i tossed the insulated bib overalls that uh that i would wear down to negative 30 so i didn't have those i was really thinking that with all the melt and all the runoff that the water was probably running under the camper it was going to be a muddy mess and i was just going to have to roll around and crawl in it um pickle p says what about the spiders does a shot of whiskey help spiders i didn't see any spiders while i was down there but we do have um we do have all sorts of lovely spiders down here in tennessee <laughs> that we didn't have in minnesota the first day i uh, captured a black widow in the shower was interesting Spiders don't really bother me that much. Um, so Jim says Tyvek suit. That would have been all right. Um, other than the fact it's all rocks. Like I've used Tyvek suits uh, in, in uh, past jobs. I didn't have one handy. So I was just like, I went through all my clothes. I like, I figured out, I got some old dirty clothes on and um, <coughs> it was time to do it. It's time to do it. So I crawled under there. I crawled under, uh, belly crawled under. I got the caps put back on the, the lines. I got the, the valve shut for the, the main freshwater tank. And when we shut it down, I didn't do, like I did a quick and dirty winterization. Um, normally you would flush the lines, you would blow them out with air, you would let them drain, or you would, uh, I've done it to where we ran RV antifreeze, uh, pump that into the lines instead of, um, blowing them out with air. So there's a couple different ways you can do it. I didn't, I didn't have RV antifreeze, uh, on hand. I didn't, uh, did it resist for me, old dirty clothes are just clothes. Yeah, me too. It wasn't hard to find them. Um, it was just the ones I didn't want to have to throw away. Uh, we did a quick and dirty. We didn't, uh, we didn't use any RV antifreeze. I didn't blow anything out. Basically I opened the, the bottom drains. I came in and I opened the drains in the, the camper and we left, um, we left the faucets open. So basically, fingers crossed that the freeze would, if there was anything left in traps, if there was anything left in kinks or not kinks, but uh, humps in the in the the hose or the the packs or whatever, that we would be okay if it froze and it was going to freeze hard. So it was a it was a back and forth. It was a roll of the dice. So for the whole time that it was drained and for all morning yesterday before I filled it up and turned it on. All I could think about was that um, 
Chris Dixon says, if they can't plow snow, would you be able to even get RV antifreeze? I don't know. I don't know if I was to go to an RV uh, part store if they had it. Um, I mean, I really had plenty of time to order it on Amazon if I needed. But uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, but I was worried that we'd have a leak. And at a minimum that we would have a, uh, a slow leak. When I was under there draining it, uh, I was seeing some moisture. I wasn't sure if it was a leak or what was going on. Uh, and I didn't have time to look at it before I needed to drain it. We were like, I was like running late um, 1030 at night on the night that it was supposed to go below zero for the for the next seven days. I was under there crawling in this with a with a, a pen light in my in my mouth. Uh, so I got to, I was worried that we had anywhere from a slow leak to like a major blowout at a union. Uh, that maybe got uh, filled with water and was on an outside wall and froze and exploded. And it was all basically fill the tank and turn the pump on and see what, see what happens. And so I got under there, I got it closed up. I put um, about a third of a tank in. Um, I turned the pump on and it came on, which was good. So I didn't have multiple huge gaping, um, gaping breaks um and it uh it pressurized up i bled all the air out i thought i bled all the air out and the pump and i don't know if you've been in an rv but basically rv pump we don't pressurize the system i don't put city water onto our system basically just to stay in the rhythm of filling and using one tank at a time as if we were boondocking i fill the tank we run the freshwater tank with the, the pump here. And so the way it works is there's a pressure switch. And when it fills up the, the system, it gets to a certain pressure. It, it kicks the pump off. When you open a valve, the water comes out. It drains the pressure a little bit. The, the pump kicks on. It runs until you turn the pump or the faucet off. And then it gets up to the pressure and it kicks off. So... It worked, and then it didn't. Um, the pump worked. I got water at all the faucets. I turned the faucets off. The pump kicked off, and then about 45 seconds later, it... Meh, meh. And so I was like, shit. Shit. Got a leak. Basically, it was coming to pressure and there was a leak big enough that it was bleeding off and having to re-get to the, the, the activation pressure for the pressure switch in the pump. And so I contemplated if it was air in the line because that will affect that. The air will shift. The air pockets will move. It will need to recompress. It will bleed out of uh, something that isn't quite sealed. And so I, let, I gave it some time. I tried to bleed more air out. I did get... Um, I did get um, some more air out. The length of time that it took for the pump to kick back on didn't get shorter. And so I was worried. Um, our whole bottom of our camper has an underbelly contaminant on it. If you've heard me talk about having to get to the composting toilet hose and having to get in the access hatch and things like that, um, it's 
it's a pain in the ass. It's thick. It's like it's it's a little thicker than like the um, political ad signs, uh, the corrugated shit uh, that's on the bottom of our camper. So to track down a leak, I would have to figure out where the leak was, kind of locate it, find a place, cut through the bottom of that laminate. And then now that's a flap that I have to worry about and keep shut and seal up all the time. So I wasn't looking forward to chasing down a leak. I started looking at all the exposed plumbing that I could find. I checked the pump. I checked the lines. I checked the lines in the bathroom, um, the bathroom sink. Corey, Corey um, gave me a hot lead to go check the outside shower because we have an outside shower. And maybe that didn't drain out because it's sitting in a little loop and it was exposed to the cold temperature. I was like, oh, that probably cracked. It's probably leaking out there. Nope, that was working fine. I did not see any water inside the camper. So all I could think of was it was in that sub, in that uh, in that space underneath to where I'm going to have to crawl under. Um, Gingerbread says it's a pump in a heated space. Yes and no, it's under the sink. So it was heated enough. It was heated enough for sure. Uh, so basically, I'm, I'm fearing that I'm going to have to crawl under the camper on my back work uh, above my head in that tiny little space and it was just going to be miserable i was like contemplating well we'll be using jerry cans until i can uh, get it done so i hemmed and hawed enough and long enough and then i went outside and i was like all right i'm going to crawl under here and i'm going to see where the water's coming from because there's got to be water coming from somewhere there's got to be small leak big leak i didn't know what it was yet and so I crawled under and I saw water pouring out and it was pouring out right where the, the plumbing line drains come down where I put those caps back on. And that was where I had seen a little bit of dripping before I drained the system before the cold snap and where I was worried that there was probably a leak starting. It probably got worse um, with the cold weather and so I army crawled over there. I got my light and it was pouring out of there pretty good. And I was like, this isn't good. This isn't good. Uh, and I reached up and I grabbed the pipe the or the pecs, I guess, the, the drop that uh, it drains out of. And I felt up above the cap and it was dry. And I was ecstatic. Basically, when I went to put the cap back on, um, the way it's set up is a piece of PEX with a um, with a fitting in it and then a screw-on cap. And this line, the first line tightened up great. This line had started spinning. Um, the fitting was spinning in the packs when I was tightening it, it never got tight enough. And so I grabbed two wrenches that I took under with me. I grabbed it and I tightened that cap back. I held the, the fitting and tightened the cap on. And then I went and did the other one and it wasn't loose. I, it, for some reason, that one stuck fine. And uh, the leak stopped. The leak stopped. And we haven't had a random rando pump, um, a pump repressurization since, uh, and it's been fantastic. So no worse for the wear at this point. Basically, Brian just uh, was in a hurry under there, getting out of the claustrophobic uh, underbelly of the camper. 
and didn't didn't pay attention enough to get the cap on tight just got the cap on <laughs> and when i felt the resistance that was the the fitting spinning in the pecs so i'm sure i'm gonna have to take a look at that um probably at some point we're gonna have to re-level the camper we're gonna have to restabilize the camper because we're sinking uh we're not actually sinking but we're shifting a little bit and our do our doors are getting kind of wonky um it happens we've been sitting here for long enough and now with uh with the freeze and the heave and the and the frost going out <laughs> and the wet um and everything it uh yeah it's um it's interesting kbong says what size packs I, I believe it's half inch i think it's half inch i haven't really looked that much into it but i believe um Gingerbread says, why not back the trailer onto ramps to give you space to work? If I wanted to break down everything we have here, that'd be fantastic. We're not, we're, we were set up to stay till May. I would have to bring, a, I would have to take the skirting off. I would have to take all the shit apart. I would have to get ramps and do that. <laughs> Chris Dixon says, yeah, you got to watch those quarter inch frost heaves. That's what I was thinking. I was like, they were talking about the frost going out and all the heaving in the yards and uh, breaking pipes. And I was like, it was only below, below freezing for seven days. What, what the hell is going on? And we had a layer of insulation on the ground with six inches of snow. And I was like, what? But no, we're, we're getting pretty soft here and i think we're just settling enough quarter inch half inch enough to skew things the camper's getting more bouncy when the dogs run around and the doors are kind of getting a little wonky and i think we've just sat enough uh i just we just need to restabilize is all we need to do i'm sure that the i'm sure that the stabilization jacks in the corner um in one or multiple of the corners is probably barely touching the the blocks that it's it's secured against so i knew that was coming uh when you sit any length of time that it just you need to get it done and we've been avoiding it because the skirting's on and it's just going to be a pain in the ass to do and um it just needs to be done <coughs> hunter says can i talk now sure what's wrong hunter the floor is yours, Hunter. The floor is yours. <laughs> oh, Hunter says Twitch wasn't letting him comment. Hunter says uh, his question, uh, would more money have helped with this? What? Corey, Corey said yes. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> Corey. Corey. Corey says yes. More money. Send money. Um, super chats, super thanks, membership subscriptions, uh, buy coffee with my link, buy all my affiliate links. Corey says more money will help me having to go under the tree trailer to fix the water and uh to do the restabilization so the boss has spoken folks you uh you hear her 
Tex Curtis Dixon says the representative from Texas has the floor. The floor is all yours, Senator Senator Hunter. Oh God. Oh man. I don't have step up blocks, uh, James. I have Anderson levelers. Oh, it it would be a royal pain in the ass to move our stuff right now. Just just even to even to uh, to think about uh, an extra six inches of of room. It's just where we're parked. We're parked on a hill. Um, we're parked on a uh, uphill where are the the front of the camper the the jack of the camper is almost down as far as it would go to get us level like if we had to lower the front another you know three inches we would have bottomed out <laughs> Jim says so money fixes everything. New title for the show. <laughs> uh Pip says, so how about the court ruling for the DHS? Is that Department of Homeland Security allowing destruction of Texas border stuff? Huh. I don't know. I, I should I look into that, guys? Do you want me to talk about immigration? Uh, immigration gets really sticky when, um, as an anarchist that doesn't want to believe in the state, uh, that the state makes borders, but the state also takes my money to give to people inside those borders. So it's, it's one of those things. It's one of those things. I don't want to talk about immigration today. <laughs> uh, so that was the the water's back on. I'm ecstatic. I'm definitely ecstatic to have the water back on. It is um it's a relief. It's a relief that I'm not doing plumbing work on just to get our running water back. That the quick and dirty uh the quick and dirty winterization and tank draining and we had done it in Texas and that's that's the only reason I was confident in it. We did it in Texas when we were there last year when we had two day freeze. But it didn't get below zero and it didn't stay cold for uh, seven days. It was two days in the 20s, down into the teens, a little bit overnight uh, for two days. This was um, teens, highs in the 20s, lows below zero. Not that cold for all seven, but uh, throughout the week. So I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. But thank God it worked. Thank Yeah, it's good. It's good. Chris Dixon says it's too early for state federal talk. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Maybe we need to do an evening. Fuck the government show. <laughs> I, I'm sure. Uh, okay. I was talking about Trump. Did you guys see I made? That was uh, my beautiful bride. My beautiful bride uh, dropped that, that one on me, that idea. And I used the, the meme skills to make it up. But if you guys saw the, I had uh, made up a meme with uh trump and biden at debate and it, it was supposed to be like a boxing uh pre pre-fight uh thing and it said trump biden too and then she said something about um no i'm not doing the after party anymore no 
Um, it's got Drew Carey down in the bottom from whose line it is anywhere, anyway, anywhere, uh, you know, where it's all made, where everything's made up and the, and the, and the votes don't matter. Uh, because does it guys, I don't know. I've, I'm checked out. Do, are we talking collusion and Russian collusion and vote stealing and all sorts of shit still? Is that, is that going to be a thing? I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Biggest election in history. Biggest, most important election in history. <laughs> oh, well, we have um, the flooding is starting. <coughs> the flooding is starting around here. We are getting rain. We didn't get the rain that we were supposed to yesterday. Like I said, uh, the forecast is down to like three inches total instead of um, instead of six or so. So a significant decrease in the amount of water that we're supposed to get. But Corey got an alert this morning that the that um, probably about five miles from here, houses are already starting to flood uh, that down by the river. It's, it's just getting um, nasty. I was supposed to go to savannah today to do laundry and get groceries and I'm, I'm making other plans because i don't know where it floods uh we weren't here when we were here in the pickle pete for president <laughs> oh no uh we weren't here with any significant rain last year i don't know where where the i do i mean i know where the low spots are and so basically I was driving through the route to get to Savannah and looking and thinking about the scenery, uh, thinking about where the topography of where I drive. And I think there is, I think there's some spots that I would go through that are in significant flood risk. And so we're delaying that trip. We are, uh, we are definitely delaying the trip. Um, I'm not going to go down there today. We're, we're making alternate options for laundry and some food to resupply, but, um, we're going to wait on, I think I'm going to wait on driving down there. Savannah's right on the river and man, they got, we got a lot of snow around here. We got, they got a lot of snow up North, um, not necessarily directly North of us, but further North and the rain is going to be a lot. And I don't need to find out where it floods and where I'm going to get stuck. So I'm going to hold tight. I'm going to hold tight for this week. I think by next week, everything will have played out. Um, huh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Jim says I wasn't going to vote again. Uh, did you already vote the first time? <laughs> did you get your second ballot? But maybe he'll write in Pickle Pete Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Dixon says, hopefully pizza can get through. I haven't seen any updates from the pizza the pizza truck. Um, I haven't seen any updates from the pizza truck since he said we're closed until further notice. There has been no further notice. <laughs> and I'm I'm getting worried because tomorrow Corey's getting off early to get pizza. And if the pizza guy isn't there, I'm not sure what we're going to do. <laughs> Pickle P says we still need a winch. I don't think it's going to be a winch that's going to save me in a, in a flash flood or a flooding situation. Um, 
I'm more worried about uh, impassable roads with water not getting stuck in the mud. <laughs> vote early and vote often, folks. It's the biggest election in the history of this country. Vote early, vote often. <laughs> uh, Rachel, uh, okay. This one was on the list from yesterday. I'm going to hit it real quick. I was just, I was just, um, I was contemplating something. I like to ponder shit. And, um, and the other day I was looking on Facebook for something and I was getting like, I'm man, I, uh, I'm getting random shit on my Facebook again. I think I talked about a long time ago how I was getting random Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff. Like every third post on Facebook suggested, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has gone. I'm sure I'll start getting it now again. But recently, my uh, recently, I have been getting 90s grunge posts, which is really cool. I'm actually enjoying them, like old school pictures of the Pacific Northwest, of the old grunge scene with like Nirvana when they were kids, like super young, uh, the different 90s grunge bands that I was into. Um, I so I've been getting those, which is really cool. I want to keep them coming. But um, yesterday or the day before, it must have been the day before because it was on yesterday's show notes. I got a post that said something about when Metallica played in front of over a million people live. And I was like, what? And so I dug in a little bit, and this was a, a few years before my time, a few years before my time, so I'm not upset that I didn't know about it. Um, but the Monsters of Rock concert, so Monsters of Rock was an annual concert where they got uh, rock bands together and had a big concert. It started, and then it, uh, it started, I believe, in England, and then progressed to be a worldwide concert. In 1991, in 1991, the Monsters of Rock concert in Moscow, right before the fall of the Soviet Union, drew a crowd of 1.6 million people. And I looked it up and uh, I was looking up the, the, it was the fourth biggest live concert. I think it was the fourth largest live concert audience ever uh, behind like fucking Barry Manilow at the Copacabana in Rio de Janeiro on New Year's Eve. What the fuck is that? Barry Manilow holds the record, I believe, for the largest live concert ever. But anyway, Monsters of Rock in 1991, 1.6. 1.6 million people in attendance. And I was looking at the pictures. James Hetfield had a uh, had a picture taken over his shoulder of what 1.6 million people looked like. And I was so impressed. I was like, holy shit. I can't imagine being that man. And then I was digging further and they had a video clip and I don't know if who knows the song or uh, who grew up in that era. I know a lot of you are, are my age, but Enter Sandman. Enter Sandman. You've heard it. Metallica. 
probably heard it even if you don't know who Metallica is. They showed the video of the crowd during Enter Sandman. And 1.6 million people during Enter Sandman was absolutely fucking insane. If you get 10 minutes, if you get five minutes, you probably find it in about two minutes and it's, it's a short little clip. Do yourself a favor and Google that and imagine reaching a point in your life that you could stand on a stage and look at that. Not even be the guy that's playing it, like be the roadie that's uh, setting up lights or something and being able to experience 1.6 million people in unison reacting to a song. It was unreal. It was unreal. Gingerbread says the Black Album was the last Metallica album after they stopped being being Metallica. Yeah, I was uh, I was more a Metallica fan when uh, I was uh, like Kill 'Em All. I would I would gather that Dave Mustaine was a better lead guitarist and singer for Metallica than James Hetfield. Go back that far. Dixon says, "Imagine all the people." Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't think John Lennon ever played in front of 1.6 million people. <laughs> K-Buck says, I hated 40,000 people at the Carrier Dome for shows. I'm trying to think about the largest crowd, live crowd I've ever been in. Uh, it would obviously, one of the top 10 for sure would have to be all the, the Buffalo Bills playoffs games I went to as a kid where it was 80 plus thousand people um 80 plus thousand people in the in the bills stadium i don't know if there was something more than 80,000 i think maybe we fest Corey, do you remember what the we fest uh, uh attendance was yeah probably 80 to 100 k bonks in philly at the moment K-Bonk, did you go to SU? Did you go to SU? Or were you just working up there? Um, ben and Benny base Ben and Benny um Ben to many Syracuse basketball games and football games in the Carrier Dome for sure. Um MSU Stadium holds 100 plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading an article about the old Rich Stadium that the Bills play in that they're this is the last. Next season's the last season I think they're in it. So pretty old stadium. It was in the 70s that they put it up, and uh, it, it made it to 2024, 2025. So interesting. I spent a lot of time there as a kid. Um, let's see. What else? I got five minutes here. Let's see what else we got on the thing. Uh, man, I think the weather has put um, – I think the weather is putting the locals on tilt here. I think the the area is a little angry. I went to the gas station yesterday. And normally you walk in and everybody's all kind of bubbly around here. It, it, we talked about a lot how the the south is just happy. It was just ha it, it's just like nicer, friendlier, happier, more upbeat. Even even the people that are angry don't seem to be as angry. Uh, yesterday, I walked into the gas station, and people just seem like they're a little on 
on um, on tilt. Dixon says it's because they canceled pizza. It has only been one week that we canceled pizza, but there's also been like a lot of feuding going on in town. It, it seems like small town stuff. I, I looked it up. I think we got 600 people here in Saltillo. Um, but there's been some feuding going on the old guard, the new guard. Uh, I haven't really dug in. I don't have an opinion on it either way. I'm not a, I'm not a citizen here or a subject or whatever you call. I'm just staying here for the time being, but, um, it, uh, it really, it really seems like there's about to be uh, a kerfuffle. And I don't know if I don't know if the weather getting cold has has put some people on edge. I don't know if um, I don't I am rural. <laughs> I'm super rural, Rachel. Um, but uh, yeah, people are just people are just really on edge. Jim says, wow, someone knows where Big Flats is. Dude, I I grew up 30 minutes from Big Flats. <laughs> Jesus. Elmira Corning, Ithaca, uh, W-E-N-Y. W, uh, uh, what are the other, what are the other uh, TV stations there? No, W-E-E-M. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway... It's really weird. It's really weird. Watkins Glen. Jesus. Jim, Jim, have you been around here lately? Oh, you must have forgot. Jim, Jim must have forgot. Um Uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I'm monitoring the situation situation closely, uh, and uh, I'm in all the local Facebook groups, so I'm I'm reading all the gossip and sitting on the outside, and uh, it's it's interesting. And this this whole area has just been uh, an adventure in different culture, I guess, because um, you know from the from the crazy decorations around the corner to the everybody hates the guy trying to run a bar to now the the local townie uh, feuds and the mayor and a citizen getting in a fist fight and both getting arrested. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I might have to I might have to find find another small little hamlet here in Tennessee to settle down in. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting to watch. But it feels like it it kind of it kind of ramped up with the cold weather. And it's a stressor. It's a stressor. It's a stressor for sure. Anyway, guys, we're coming up here on an hour, 59 minutes. Um, if you guys, <laughs> if you guys didn't check out foodforestfarms.com, I saw some people uh, popped over there and they really liked the easy button. Head on over to foodforestfarms.com. Check out the coffee offerings they have. Check out those prices. They're phenomenal. And just keep in mind when you compare it to those other specialty coffees, those guys are usually pricing it out at 10 ounce bags. And this is a full pound. So keep that in mind. Keep that per ounce price in line. Dixon says the problem is that you rejoin Facebook. Well, I mean, it's not. I, I'm not letting it affect me. I'm not in the fracas or fricus or fracas or whatever it is. 
I don't know. Uh, check out foodforestfarms.com. And if you uh, if you want to order some up, use LOTS10 for 10% off. If you don't want coffee, guys, you got to know a coffee slob in your life. You know a lot of people. Uh, tomorrow, I'll probably be talking about mycelium and mycelial webs and uh, the network of people that you, you know that you don't know you know. Um, reach out. Start telling people about uh, about some really awesome coffee that a small business owner owns and you want to help them out. Uh, give them 10% off. Feel free to share my share my uh, share my code. Share my code. Get over there. Check out his site. Spread it around. I appreciate it all. And uh, I also appreciate you listening for sure. If you enjoyed the show, it's always free to hit that like, the share and the subscribe. Uh, to return value for value to me, please consider joining one of the YouTube membership tiers or listening on any value for value platform like Podverse, Wavelake, or Fountain.fm. You can visit thelotsproject.com to find more information and find all my links. It's going to be wet, guys. It's pouring rain out there. I'm not looking forward to taking the dogs for a walk or, you know, getting all wet and dealing with them after. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. But eventually the sun will come out and it will be a sunshiny day. Have a great day, guys. And we will catch up with you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>